to Search Forward, a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to grow their careers, reignite their passions for marketing, and create less stress in their day-to-day avalanche of tasks and unrealistic deadlines. Hi, I'm Alicia Miller, and I invite you to go on a journey of growth with me. I've spent more than 20 years chasing deadlines, fighting that cast of characters we serve as marketers, and was left feeling depleted and desperately seeking a solution that would give me the peace I so craved. Call me crazy, tell me it'll never work, but I found the relief I was so desperately seeking by shifting my mindset and using my marketing skills in clever ways to find the peace I was seeking and still getting to enjoy what I love, marketing. And I cannot not share this with you. Stop chasing new pastures, the grass is never greener. It just presents the same problems in different ways with different faces. In this podcast, we will have deep conversations with all levels of marketing professionals, internal clients, including the difficult ones, and leaders that will shake up how you think about your career in marketing, uncover new ways to tame the crazy, and give you strategies that will light up that passion for marketing you once had all while aligning yourself to your organizational's growth goals that will make your career soar. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dive in and surge forward. I'm excited to introduce our special guest today, a marketing strategist who knows what it takes to make your business soar. Lindsay Divin is the founder of Marketers Take Flight, a training company that helps architecture, engineering, and construction firm marketers achieve realizing their value by helping new marketers acclimate to the industry and avoid the unnecessary pressures of trial by fire. With over a decade of experience in the industry, she has a keen eye for identifying the unique challenges and opportunities that each business faces. But what sets her apart is her commitment to empowering others. She's an active member of several marketing communities and frequently shares her insights and expertise through her podcasts, trainings, speaking engagements, and she offers a host of useful tools and resources that will help you streamline your to-do list. Her passion for helping others succeed is infectious, and we can't wait to learn from her today. So without further ado, please welcome our guest, Lindsay Divin, to Surge Forward. Hey, Lindsay, how are you doing today? Good. I am so happy to be here. I'm very excited to be here. So thanks for having me on the show. Of course. And I'm so excited to have you because your skills and everything you bring to the table like really complements what I'm trying to help marketers with. And that's get more productivity out of their day and, you know, have higher quality product as well as influence, you know, their stakeholders and partners. And I know when we were catching up, we just kept talking. I felt like we were way over, right? (laughs) Um, And one of the things that we were talking about is how implementing automation just changed the game for you. And, you know, I'd love to hear more about that and like what tools you've developed and, you know, where you've seen really good success and those tools. Yeah, so... um... 
you said you mentioned tools. And when I look at automation, I really, most people go to tools first, right? What software, what workflows can we build? And really when I found success with automation is I backed it up and I looked at what am I doing repeatedly every day? That is the mundane task or maybe not every day, but with what every proposal or every new hire or every project that we win or every project that's description that needs to be updated. What are those kind of repeatable tasks um, that are draining us that they need to be done but they're kind of more low leverage tasks and zapping the creative energy. And so when you start with those and you say, okay, well, how can I bring automation to that? Then it's like, okay, well, first thing is, well, can I delegate it? Can somebody else do it? <laughs> um, you know, a marketing intern, a marketing assistant, a receptionist, or can I partner with other departments? So when it comes to resumes, what processes do is HR already doing to collect data, to collect information about the employees? What are our project accountants already collecting about our projects? You know, and so what can we piggyback on? So people in two ways, people to delegate or people to like team with. And then once you figure out like what the process is, like how you collect that information and who's collecting that information at what intervals, then you can say, okay, what tools can I use to bring some automation into this? And what I see people, especially when I was doing CRM consulting and CRM implementations, they wanted the CRM and they're like, okay, set us up all these workflows. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me the process without the workflow first. And, and a lot of times they didn't have that. They didn't have that process, that manual process figured out until you have that, then you can't figure out how to build a workflow because I'm sure, you, I don't know if you've built workflows in CRMs yeah. or in software, but it's like, you need a trigger. What triggers it? And then who does it go to? And what fields? And, you know, that kind of stuff. So once I figured that out, that to not start with a tool, but start with, okay, looking at, okay, I need to get resumes updated. I need to get them. How often do I want to update them? Do I want to update them once a year? And then how am I going to, how am I going to do that? Who am I going to reach out to? How's that process going to look like? Figuring that out first manually and going through the pain manually <laughs> will really give you some insight on, okay, well, how can I put some automation in this? Okay, I, you know, our firm invested in the CRM. And so once a year on their hire date, a workflow is issued to that, an email alert is sent to that employee to remind them to, you know, to go in their employee record and look at their um, resume. And, and, but until you have said, okay, well, we want to do it once a year, it needs to go to these people. It needs to go, you know, and here's what we want them specifically to look at, you know, in some intro until you go through all of that and go through the manual, then you can see where the efficiencies can be gained. And then, you know, and I know that's not the answer most people want to look for. They want the easy answer, right. You know, but until when I started stepping back and doing that, at, particularly at my last firm, and we started looking at these routine processes and these routine that were just kind of, we needed to get them done, but they were low leverage activities. And we started figuring out how to automate those in different ways. It really freed us up. And I wouldn't say necessarily time, but I would say the creative energy 
Yes. You know, you didn't have to constantly remember to do this. You put some kind of automation or some trigger in your mind or to send you an email or to alert you um, to date something or go review something. And so it, it, I don't know if, if you're like me, I have to write everything down yes. because I got to get it out of my mind because if it's in my mind, it's, it's taking up space and energy and I can't do my best work when I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, I got to call the doctor's office and I got to set up this, I got to follow up with the AC company and all this. I write everything down because I get it out of my mind. And that's kind of what the automation, whatever, if it's a process, if it's a tool, if it's leaning on other team members, that's really what it's doing is it's freeing up your, your creative energy. So then you can do the high, you have the energy and the space to do that high leverage work or that creative work like writing a cover letter or working on a pres shortlist presentation, you know, you have that energy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I love that because the, you need to clear that clutter, right? And the mm -hmm. more that clutter pulls you down, the less creative energy you have and the less you are at peak mindset to be able to bring the best creative solutions and strategies to the table. And those are the the things that are actually going to move you forward in your career, not all that low hanging fruit. Um, mm. The other thing I loved about what you said is like um, the partnerships of things like that are already being done. You know, mm. I have found so much that you can piggyback off of what HR is doing or what legal is doing, or your accounting department is doing already. And you pull those elements in to create all sorts of automations for you that either trigger you to update something or, you know, mm. automatically update. One of the cool things we did at an AEC firm I worked with was as projects were being built, right? They were, they would collect a high level summary of that project and then tag everyone who built to that project and it would automatically push to their resume. So you didn't have to necessarily think to add their projects to the resume. Exactly. You could just get triggered to review it and make sure it was in the right format for their bio. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that because you can save so much time and energy on those mundane tasks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think equally time is very important, but I think especially these last couple of years, I'm really honing in on my energy levels because I had to do some really, you know, I put on a podcast, but I also have a day job where I'm like marketing manager and we're putting out content and webinars. So I need to be like on a lot yeah. and that takes a lot of energy. So I'm really conscious about conserving that. Yeah, no, I think that is the key, right? Is to conserving your energy to be, your best self where it matters the most. Mm -hmm. You know, the other piece that we haven't talked about is creating like templates and boilerplate and all those wonderful things. So I know you have talked about before the dreaded proposal closeout process. And I know when I was in proposals, that completely changed my world. So Talk to me about what you recommend here and why you think it's critical to build those resources out so that that process really, again, allows you to focus on like the must win, the strategically aligned mm -hmm. goals rather than 
all of the thousands of proposals that you churn out that right. not necessarily always be aligned with corporate a must goals. win yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so I will say this is one of those processes that is like an automation, but it's like a human automation. It's not a tool like this needs human intervention for right now. Who knows what's happening in the future? But so my two-step proposal process includes two parts. One is the proposal manager, the proposal coordinator, cleaning and organizing all the files, um, the final files. And then taking any new or updated information about resumes, projects, project approaches, boilerplates, and updating either a database or master files. Um, And then the second part is really more team oriented. And that is like your internal proposal, like postmortem or debrief, and then your client debrief. So I'm going to focus the step one is what I like to focus on with marketers because that's what we can control. Right. And this is what should you can start doing today. Like if you submitted a proposal yesterday, you can do this today. Um, and I like to, I love this quote that I stumbled across from Warren Buffett. And it was like, you're sitting in the shade today because somebody planted a seed for that tree years ago. And that's kind of this, I I summarize that quote. That's not the exact quote, but, but the idea is, is that what you're doing today for the proposal you submitted today, and I know you have 10 more to get to, you know, that you're working on and you need to, or shortlist presentations. Now you need to, you shift to, but taking the time, even if you give yourself Put yourself on the clock, give yourself 30 minutes to organize those files, update those project sheets, update those resumes. Six months from now, when you're working on a similar proposal, you know, 30 proposals from now, you're not going to have to remember, oh, we updated that project when we submitted that proposal back in April. And now let me go in those files. No, it will already be updated, you know, whether you have a database in your database for that project record. Or if you have like a lot of people, if they don't have databases, they have like master project sheets, you know, it's updated in that master project sheet. So taking a few minutes and what I tell people is go in your proposal folder and, you know, archive all the drafts, take the final submitted one, you know, if it's an InDesign, package it up and then create a PDF of what was submitted, like covers, tabs, everything, the final package. Sometimes I would do a high res and a low res, you know, so if we needed to email it around Um, and then also look through that and say, oh, yeah, we updated this project description. We updated, you know, this project manager's bio or we added these three projects to this project manager's resume. We updated these references and and then go back into wherever you keep that master information. Hopefully you have a place where you keep master information. That's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> but taking the time to do that, that's going to plant that seed. So six months from now, whether it's you or somebody else on your team, or you've hired somebody new, they're going to have that updated information. And it doesn't need to take a lot of effort. It just needs, it's like a habit. You just need to build. And if you're fortunate enough to have a marketing assistant or maybe a receptionist that can help with, you know, somebody else that can help with some data maintenance. What we used to do is I would have our um, senior marketing coordinators like highlight, like physically highlight either in the PDF or they would print out 
uh, you know, the copy of the proposal and highlight what changed and would give it to our marketing assistant. And so she would know to go in the database and update what has changed too. That's awesome. And, you know, it's a great intern job as well. Yes. You know, like yes. anyone has, you know, the luck of bringing in interns. We used to have rotating interns. Um, I feel like it's, it's a great win, right? And it's tasks that, again, that, you know, tasks that you just have to do to get to that streamlining point. And making it a habit really resonates with me. I'm like, knee deep in James Clear's Atomic Habits and completely obsessed. Um, and I love that idea of, yeah, it, it it's an extra thing on your plate, but it's so worth it because it compounds over time. So even if you're only, you know, doing 15 minutes, 20 minutes every day of picking up that pile, you know, sheet, because I know in my world, we would have piles of closeout just sitting on our desk that just kept getting delayed. But if you just, you know, nick away at it every day, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it compounds and you end up with all the resources that can help streamline down the road. Um, so I love what you're doing there. And like, uh, I think it's huge. And even the sharing, you know, that I think that's critical piece that a lot of people miss is they'll close all that out, but they're not sharing it with their team to be like, Hey, we just threw all this great stuff into, you know, our master files or our CRM. And now it's readily available because I, you know, a lot of people in AEC, they get tunnel visioned with their proposal and they know their resources and their go-to pieces rather than kind of leveraging what the whole team is putting out there. So I know you like kind of alluded to this earlier of like, who knows what, you know, the world would bring. And that's see the whole conversation right now. That's really hot is AI, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I know you have an upcoming podcast where you're going to highlight some of the ways, you know, to leverage AI. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to tease that I'm really excited about it. And I've started poking around on how I'm (laughs) AI every day. Um, So Give us, you know, some some teaser information so that people can get excited and tune in and like hear more. Yeah. So I put out a podcast episode earlier this year, um, episode 102, specifically about my experience with some chat GPT, which is one of the AI tools. I think that's what people are misunderstanding is that their AI has been out for a long time. Ch- chat GPT just kind of made it like mainstream now. Yeah. But there are some other tools that you probably have been using for years that have AI built into them and you don't even know. So, but the, the episode that you're talking about is I'm going to be talking, I'm bringing on a guest and we're talking about all the other AI tools. So ChatGPT is the one I've been using the most. And so that's the one I'm most familiar with. I'm pretty much using it every day. I think about it as my automated assistant, especially when it comes to content. And I think, I know there's been a lot of fear because privacy and how are we going to use this? So what I encourage people to do in like plagiarism and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So what I've encouraged people to do and what, how I use it the most every day is revising or rewriting or summarizing or pulling key points out of my own work. 
And so I don't really do proposals much anymore, but I do a lot of blogs. I do podcast episodes. I do presentation scripts. I do presentation outlines. And so what I've been doing is, you know, we've been, uh, we, we do a weekly blog. And so a lot of them were refreshing and updating because we've been doing this for 10 years. And so what I'll do is put that blog in there and say, rewrite or refresh this in this tone of voice. And I put in our brand voice and do it active tense and do it, you know, active verbs and it will rewrite. And where I can see like um, proposal professionals really honing in on this. So let's say you're given a project uh, management write-up or a project approach write-up from a PM and you only have one page to fit it in, right? Because you have page limits, but they give you a 3000 word or 2000 word write-up. That's not going to fit in one page. So you can put that in chat GPT and say, you know, um, revise this or shorten this to this many words, 800 words. And then in this type of brand voice, you know, put in your firm's brand voice and, um, and then it'll spit it out. Now you still might have to edit it, but it will shorten it. Or you can say, give me three to five key points from this text. And so, whereas you as the editor or the proposal creator would have spent hours reading that, trying to rewrite it, trying to summarize it and shorten it, or pull out key points for maybe your cover letter or your executive summary, chat GPT does it in a matter of seconds. And you know, you, and it, they're conversations. So you can say, oh, I don't like that first sentence, rewrite that first sentence or write it, you know, my company name is this, write it as this company name, you know, or, you know, this proposal now is for an elementary school, rewrite it for an elementary school. So you can still like, you can talk to it to revise the writing. And so I think that is where if people are scared, that is the first place to start is use it as your own kind of automated editor. (laughs) So you're not having to spend your time, you know, especially if you already have, if your firm has done the work to do your brand voice and your brand guidelines use that, put that into chat GPT and say, rewrite this. And that way your whole, you know, all your resumes are written like that. All your project descriptions are written like that. You know, so your proposal is now, instead of you having to spend hours doing that, because, you know, we're getting texts from different project managers and engineers and architects, you can put it all in chat GPT and it'll do it for you. No, I love that concept, especially when it comes to like, you know, relating back to what we talked about with saving your time to be creative and bring your best self, like being able to pull all those themes forward so that you can then create the story around it. That's going to sell, Mm. you know, the proposal you're, you're focusing on that rather than the, the baseline copy editing and grammar and voice, you know, all of those things can just, and then you can go and fuse yourself into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I've heard a lot of chatter around, you know, just the sheer fact that there are also tools out there who can tell that you used, you know, AI to write mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So being able to start with something that you've already created and just enhance it and enable yourself, mm-hmm. I think is a great yeah. approach. I love the prompt of, um, you know, it'll, you know, you put your stuff in, you say, okay, shorten this to 800 words. And then now I'll say, okay, now rewrite it to be more succinct. 
mm-hmm. been more succinct or put it into bullets. And so that way you're making your proposal text more skimmable, yeah. right? And oh, that's so hard. It, it takes love so that. much time to do that or say, okay, break that up into three sections and give me really actionable subheads for each section. And then it'll do that. So that those kind of tasks that would just take us so long. I mean, I, I used to do that, you know, for proposals and it would take me so long and now it gives me a starting place and it really helps me now. Most of the time I have to change it like the subhead or, or whatever, but it's better than staring at a blank screen. Yeah. We're starting from scratch every time. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for this podcast. Um, I can't wait to listen to it. Yes. So hopefully our viewers can't wait either because there's so many, I think, really cool ways that we can leverage it to uh, to save time. But I'm already excited just with the little teaser that you've given us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so closing out, you know, I... I always try to close these with, you know, a piece of advice that you as a marketer would give other marketers so that they can thrive in their careers and just overcome the overwhelm. That's really what I focus a lot on is clearing that noise, overcoming that so that you can focus on growing your career, staying passionate, you know, and Mm -hmm. enhancing your partnerships. What do you feel like that one piece of advice that you would be gold to other marketers out there? So this might be a little controversial, (laughs) but um, I would say find and work at a firm that values marketing at the same level they value their, their technical professionals, such as like their engineers or their architects, because we already have to fight so many battles, you know, in terms of, you know, people are busy. So we're hounding and trying to get content, you know, for proposals or marketing, but that's a whole different battle than also having to try to justify marketing's importance to the firm. And I've been in this industry for 17 years and I still talk to marketers every day who are like, my firm just doesn't get it. My principals just don't get it. And I tell them leave go find a different firm because there are enough firms that are hiring that value marketing and see marketing as a profession, as a professional service, just like all the engineers and the architects and the superintendents and the project managers, and they're hiring and they are looking for great talent and don't devalue your profession because you're working for somebody or working for a firm that doesn't value it. And once I realized this, it took me about 10 years into my career. And once I figured that out, that I don't have to settle and work for a firm like that and actively seek out those firms, because they are out there. There are plenty of them. And once I did that, it just was a total game changer for my passion, for, you know, the way I showed up at work, Um, you know, that coupled with working with people you like, because let's face it, you know, we have hard days at work and we're in deadlines. And if you can't laugh with people um, or even look at people, cause you're just like, you don't like them, go, go somewhere else. Like yeah. life's too short yeah. and, and we need to enjoy our work. And even though I know there are hard days and their pressure and the deadlines and the proposals and the, you know, sometimes shortlist presentation rehearsals get a little uh, dicey, but you can still like the people 
and still be in a stressful situation with, with everybody. It's kind of like, you know, a team, like if you've ever played sports, your team, when they like each other, they just perform so much better when you're, you know, I played softball when everybody on our softball team, we didn't have any drama and we all liked each other. We won and we won far. And so I think not being afraid to seek that out, use your network, you know, reach out to Alicia, you know, reach out to me. We know the firms and you probably know the firms because those marketers are talking about their firm and they're actively recruiting. And, and so I think if I, I wish I wouldn't have waited 10 years into my career because I was a little burnt out by then Yeah, to find that. So I wish I would have realized that there, there was other options, I guess I would say. And I'm, so I'm telling everybody now there are other options. You can find the, the firm that fits with you. And you're speaking to my heart there, you know, and that, that really is at the core of why I'm even doing what I'm doing. Right. Cause especially when you start in that proposal sales enablement world, you, you get burnout really quick when you're not valued. Um, mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. There are firms out there who value you and you can come to the table with their backing. And I think that goes a lot with understanding your worth mm-hmm. and really connecting the dots. You know, if it weren't for us, you know, there they wouldn't be increasing their win ratios, increasing mm-hmm. their market share, increasing their revenue, right? And I think a lot of us lose sight of, how important we are to that process because we're not the ones sitting in front of the clients or performing the work. Um, Mm -hmm. So I love, love, love that that's what you, you know, are letting people take away from, you know, your experience. Um, And I can promise all the listeners, I have a lot more content around that coming. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. Well, I set you up there. This was not planned. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited about everything that you bring to the table. Um, I know I try to promote and push out, you know, all the great tools and podcasts that you put um, out there to the world, to my listeners and audience, um, because there's huge value and what you're bringing to the table. So thank you for doing what you do. Um, And um, everybody take a moment. Um, We'll be connecting a link for you guys to get 10 ways to use chat GPT to speed up your content creation um, that Lindsay put out. Um, And I encourage you all to tune in to her podcast. Thank you for having me here. It's been fun. hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm really excited to bring these to you. If you haven't taken a peek, run over to findyoursurge.com and look at all the new and great tools that I have made available to you. We've got the Octo Planning System, a system that helps guide you through finding those things that are going to impact your growth and your passion and work those into your weekly and daily plans through focus and time blocking strategies. I've also included and started to build out a library of ready to customize templates that you can purchase and download and make work 
for you, you to start streamlining and gaining that extra time. Um, there is all sorts of great resources popping up here. You can also visit uh, a merchandise store that I have on Etsy at Find Your Surge and get inspirational hoodies and sweatshirts and notepads that will help inspire you and keep you on track. I'm so excited that you've joined us and I will continue to build a library that helps you succeed in this area. And I look forward to any feedback and comments that you have. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what ready to customize templates you want. And I am going to build the resources that you need to search forward. I'll see you next time.